Hello, my name is Mike Sims. I am the author of the Vicky series of books, Victim, Vicky, and Valkyrie so far. And this podcast is to talk about my adventures in publishing books. I've been writing short stories since I was a teenager, but I never uh, thought about writing a, uh, a novel because it was just it was too be- far beyond what my capability I thought would be. Even though friends and relatives constantly told me, you need to write that into a book, but I felt that was just a biased opinion, and therefore, you know, it's it's not going to be shared with anybody else. And, uh, however, I did write a bunch of uh, short stories, and we share them in blogs and so forth, and people would constantly say, that needs to be a book, that needs to be a novel. Uh, but I kept ignoring it over years. And in 2003... Uh, I entered a contest, and it was for a horror uh, short story, and I already had one, so I submitted it and won fourth place among thousands of other writers. And it was at that time that I realized that maybe I had something to offer. But still, I didn't do anything with it, and in 2005, another short story popped in my head, it was about a. It was supposed to be a comedy, a dark comedy about a woman that was uh, attacked by a man, and she decided to. Uh, she got the best of him and decided to revenge herself, in various comedic, harsh ways, uh, for a very long time. And uh, her name was Vicky, and his name was Tim. And I wrote the uh, story and called it "Victim," uh, V-I-C slash T-I-M, as in Vicky and Tim. And as I wrote it, the the story turned dramatic and had a much different ending than I expected it was going to have. And I looked at it and realized this is too big for a short story. This is a, this is a novel, and this is a a powerful story. It's a, it's not just a dark comedy. This this is a dramatic story. So. Um, didn't know what to do with it. I shelved it and didn't do anything for eight years. And in 2013, it popped in my head. I knew how to write that victim story as a full novel. So I began to work on it. It took me a couple of years, three drafts, and with the help of uh, uh, Nicole Andani that... Uh, a dear friend of mine, and in uh, in of course, obviously, uh, inspiration for my daughter, and support from her, and and uh, my wife, uh, Melinda, editing, and giving me her opinion uh, was tremendous. It, it it became a group effort, because uh, this thing, it it took me a lot of time to write. It was very powerful, and I got the the help of. Certain people, including a famous astrophysicist, that gave me insight of what it's like to be a scientist for one of the characters. Uh, A lawyer gave me insight uh, as well. And uh, and other people contributed uh, to it that uh, anonymously they didn't want to have be named in it. Uh, uh, Nicole uh, had her uh, mom, who was a retired literary professor, uh, go through it, and her aunt... um, Zari, which uh, uh, was tremendous about uh, uh, being the a devil's advocate, uh, critical person uh, 
throughout the uh, process and uh, kept me on track a lot. And then I had a book. So logically, the, uh, the next step was to find a literary agent to try to get to one of the big six publishers and publish my masterpiece, right? So <laughs> isn't that what everybody wants to do? So I, um, I did that. I solicited over 500 literary agents um, and systematically got turned down by every one of them. Even have one uh, berated me on how I wrote my email to, to them, which was interesting. Uh, so I submitted it to second tier publishers, which are, these are on the fence publishers that are not quite publishing houses, not quite publishing services. They, uh, they charge you for your, uh, uh, books, but they, they are a publishing house and didn't hear from any of them. So I resigned to go ahead and publish, self-publish on Amazon, which is quick and easy even though I knew that no bookstore would cover, would carry an Amazon book. And, uh, and that was fine. It, uh, that's only 25% of your book sales anyway. And just, I just kind of wrote it off as a bucket list item. I wrote my novel. I'd done, I'd done something in life that I wanted to do. There it was, you know, and that's it. It's not probably not going to go anywhere. So who cares? And, uh, I was contacted by a publishing house about four months later by the name of uh, Tate Publishing. And I looked them up, and they had, they had a lot of complaints about them. Uh, they had a lot of authors, and they were pretty big. They're based out of Oklahoma, and they, uh, and they, but they, the complaints uh, I, were disheartening. But it was a quantum leap from where I was. And so I knew that even if I didn't get, uh, had problems getting paid royalties on time, as they were accused of, I could, uh, if I, my books actually got somewhere, they probably would bend over backwards to make sure I'm happy. And if they didn't get anywhere, then it didn't really matter anyway. So I contacted them and talked to them, and they wanted $4,000 per book to publish them, which when you think about in terms of editing, marketing, publishing cost, graphic design, and all the things that it takes to produce a book, $4,000 is not bad. They, the $4,000 was also a retainer. If you sell 2,500 books or more, then they give you your, your money back. Well, the problem for me is I don't have $4,000 and I don't know if I really want to spend it anyway because my, I'm an unknown and my books are untested. So it's a lot of money for me. So what I did is I uh, contacted uh, uh, Tate and talked to the uh, executive director of book acquisitions and she was very nice. Had a great conversation. She said she read my book. She said it's controversial, like uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, and controversy sells. And they honestly think that my book is going to go somewhere. 
And uh, I said, well, I, I'm sure you, you say that to everybody. And she was like, no, I, I really do. And uh, so much that we'll, um, if the 4,000 problem, we'll, we'll knock it down. And so we went back and forth negotiating, and they knocked it down way, way, way low. <laughs> not, not even close to 4,000. It's, it was in the hundreds, very, very low hundreds. And they offered me what they call a package called uh, Arthur for Life, which meant that I had to pay nothing else for any more books that I published with them. Uh, they would do them all for free. And, um, and there we are. I couldn't, there was no downside to me for it. So I signed with them. And that was in May of 2015. And it was exciting. They had me hopping uh, to get to studio pictures for my Arthur pictures. They, they had people calling me every week, wanting this, wanting that, uh, especially the first time getting it all set up. And it, it was very exciting. I mean, I, I felt like a, a star. They made you feel very special. And then... Uh, it got to finally got to editing and it took about 30 days to edit the book after uh, after that they send you a proof copy and have suggestions the editor uh, said this is a uh, here's uh, what you did right here's what you did wrong uh, they go by the Chicago manuscript style of editing and they had uh, they had graph charts of the peaks and valleys of you know your book its narratives and flows and compared to some other popular books and uh, it was very professional very very professional and uh, I took some of the suggestions uh, some of them I ignored because it, I had a certain reason why I was doing certain things a certain way uh, then they took the um, uh, I proved the the manuscript and they sent me a a PDF and a physical proof copy of the book and and it really struck me this is a real book wow and it even the the cover graphic uh, they designed they, they gave me a couple of uh, cover arts to choose from I already had designed my own for my self-published book so it's not about ego I, I put printed all three together side by side their two and my one and showed a variety of people and they liked mine but their eyes kept going to the what I call the the mustard and ketchup one the the, the red and yellow one that they had made and uh, and so I went with theirs and it was uh, it was striking very was very much was so Put it all together, and it was officially released in December, and people started reading it, and it, it didn't make a lot of money. It, uh, it didn't sell a lot. Um, you know, you, you sell more to your friends and relatives than anything. Uh, they, the, the book, uh, it was interesting. I got interesting responses because it, it Vicky is a very strong female character. Uh, women loved it. I had several guys literally 
corner me for hours and said they, they really liked the book and the story, but Vicky was too strong. They were very emotionally disturbed by uh, Vicky. And this was fascinating to me that they actually were that bothered by Vicky. And, but people, so I realized I'd struck a chord and people started asking me, well, how did she get her start? How did she get this way? I mean, she is physically tough, uh, very intellectual. Uh, you just, you can't defeat her, you know, but she's, she's vicious, but she's, she does good things. So I said, well, I, I obviously need to write this into a series. So it, it, it came to me to write a five-book series, and then I wrote, uh, started writing Vicky, and I wrote it in 30 days because I already had the characters in my mind, and it was, it was easier to write. And I, and I felt that Vicky was going to be kind of a, just a, a starting book from her from age eight to her first jobs out of college, and it was just kind of a filler just to give you a background about her. I didn't think it was going to be that, you know, anything like Victim. It would just, it would be okay. Uh, my wife read it, and she, she was just crying and said that this book is, Victim is incredible, but this book is heartbreaking. It is just, it's very well done. And I was like, really? So Vicki went into the editors at Tate, and the and they apparently loved it because they really polished it up inside, made it look really, really nice with all kinds of designs and stuff. And even they, they made it look better than even Victim did <laughs> internally on the print book. Uh, they, so they must have liked it too. And then I, uh, I wrote Valkyrie, which followed Vicky. And it, uh, it Valkyrie kind of is kind of two stories in one. She takes. The character takes on two different issues, uh, and it's it, it just became easier to to write them, and especially when all the characters are developed and so forth. And uh, I'm writing right now the the book that goes between Valkyrie and, and Victim in the series. Victim is actually number four officially in the series, and there'll be one after Victim, the final one. Uh, and th this new one is called Violet, where Vicky takes on her nemesis. And the motivation behind that was is that Violet is a is a very powerful and uh, very wealthy and powerful lady. And pe because people had asked me uh, about Vicky being vicious in her ways and not nice. Uh, I wanted to show them what what a really truly evil person is, and that's what Violet is. So I, I don't think there's going to be any question of how Vicky became what she is after they read Violet. Uh, in the midst of all this, uh, Tate started having problems financially. They they at least all their printing equipment from a, a company called Xerox and they started um, and Xerox repossessed all their stuff. So now they were going to have to go to a printing service themselves to print 
all 39,000 authors of, of books. So, <laughs> I, uh, I watched them very closely because this is, influences everything in my life. And I saw that they had struck a deal with Ingram. And for those of you who don't know who Ingram is, they are the backbone distribution network uh, for books everywhere. They are, they are it. Uh, every, everything that, uh, that you pretty much get comes through Ingram. Amazon's trying to compete with them on that level, but Ingram is the big one. And when I saw Tate was publishing all their author's books through Ingram, I knew that their, their time was close to an end. And the reason is, is because uh, most publishers do what they call returnable. And when they publish a book, they, they make it returnable where bookstores, places can order their books without having to pay up front. And they have generally 60 to 90 days to pay for what they ordered or return the books if they don't sell. This is a good deal for Barnes & Noble and bookstores because they don't have to allay any cash to put books in their stores for a while. And then they can simply return them to you if they don't sell. So it's a bad deal for publishers because they have the cost of retrieving the books again, which uh, typically would return the books and then they would hold them in stock until the author buys them off of them, you know, for book signings or whatever. But I knew that with Ingram, they were going to make them returnable. And with 39,000 authors and who knows how many books of each, when those books come back in 60 to 90 days and didn't sell, and they didn't pay that bill, they were finished. So I, contact, I set up my own Ingram account and to publish my own books and non-returnable, of course. They, uh, and I did a transfer of title, which meant that Ingram contacted Tate and said that this author is requesting to move their book titles to their own account away from you. Tate immediately uh, contacted me as the vice president of sales and asked me, he says, what, um, you know, what's going on here? And I said, well, I'm leaving. And he was like, why? I says, well, because I haven't been paid any royalties. We've gone to two quarters uh, of, you know, where I should have been paid royalties on each and I hadn't seen a dime. And I've even been 1099 by you as if I've been paid royalties and I've had to pay taxes on my books that I never received money on. Plus, I also have an order for books that I haven't gotten yet. And uh, two days later, I receive a handwritten check from, company check from Tate for what they calculated was my royalties so far. It wasn't very much. Now, they had bounced uh, a check I had heard from another Arthur for 26 cents. So I called their bank and made sure that the check cleared <laughs> before I deposited it. Uh, and it did clear. And then I did get my books shortly after. And I saw that they were printed uh, from Ingram. So uh, I contacted the, the VP and said, I still need my files. I'm still leaving. And he's like, you know, well, you know, you need to stick around and all this. And I was like, no, you're, 
honestly, you're, I think you're going out of business. And he's like, uh, well, you're, uh, I, I, how can you say that? And I explained the returnable thing. And I said, when you get that bill from Ingram, I think you're, you're done because you're not going to pay it. You know, it's, that's a massive amount of money. And he says, okay, we'll, we'll release you. So I, uh, he had his people send me my files, all my InDesign and graphic files and everything, because my contract stated I owned everything, copyrights, the whole nine yards. And I could leave any time I wanted. And all materials belonged to me. So I got it all, republished my books, The Ringer, my own account, and redesigned the covers the way I wanted them to do it originally and they are much more striking and much nicer than Tate's versions. Uh, very, very nice and uh, very proud of them. Three months later, they got the bill from Ingram and couldn't pay it and got shut down. Tate went out of business. It's unfortunate for a lot of Arthurs uh, you know, they, they put a lot of trust in Tate and Tate and Tate was not an evil company. Tate was a good company. They had a good business model. I agreed with it. I had no problem with their $4,000 deposit thing. Um, their people, they had really good people working for them. They just made some seriously bad business decisions and on top of a declining market, book market, since everything is pretty much going to audio and ebooks. Uh, it's, it was very hard, and I, I expressed my uh, sorrows to uh, the original lady that brought me in the Tate, and she thanked me for uh, being classy and 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 being nice about things, and and uh, and and that was that. Uh, since then, I, I started my own publishing company, uh, company Mazaroff, and. Uh, have my books published there there now even published a preview book for 99 cents which i made free as much as possible through amazon so that uh, people could read uh have a preview of my books uh for next to nothing and also republished ebooks through amazon so that i could give discounts to amazon readers uh vicky is uh, the first book is being translated into italian and japanese right now and other languages to follow and in the summer, they will be also be all the books will be made into audiobooks. So I'm very excited about all that. Everything is slowly but surely moving forward. Uh, and uh, in starting to get some notoriety, starting to get noticed, uh, was given some great opportunities by uh, the Houston Writers Guild to be part of some of the conventions and book signings they were at. And uh, I was very grateful to that. Uh, even was approached by uh, uh, Fox News locally in Houston, and they did a report about Tate. And uh, my books aired very prominently on their news story, and which uh, all the videos, the book trailers, everything that I have, uh, blogs and everything, are, are all up on Maseroff.net on my website, all my links to my social medias and everything. So please check it out, and I'm going to be doing more podcasts to go more in detail about other things. But uh, that's how I've got started, and thank you very much for listening. <laughs>